This is Mallory. And this is James. And this is Toss the Goss. Where we talk about celebrity drama, pop culture, your latest favorite movie, favorite music, and viral moments, and everything in between. Join us weekly as we spill the latest celebrity tea and toss the goss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Toss the Goss. I want to make a quick apology. My co-host James and myself were gone last week. We were down ill with some COVID. The sickness. We were down with the sickness. We were down with the sickness. And you know what's also sick? A mistake that James made last week. Yeah, it's true. I did. Two weeks ago. It's now been sitting two weeks. Two weeks. So Uh, Yeah, I made a mistake last week. Listeners, I, I want to deeply apologize for the mistake that I made. I said that Shia LaBeouf was in the Adams Family TV show originally. That is completely wrong. Completely wrong. And I apologize for that on my part. He is in Even Steven. He is actually, in fact, Even Steven, I believe. And uh, I don't know what I did. I think maybe I just combined like family TV shows that are kind of quirky and weird and more. I don't know if Even Stevens is more of a, a horror based show, but regardless. Uh, Shia LaBeouf is not in the Adams Family. He is in Even Stevens, and uh, I apologize for that. And I apologize, Mallory, for doing that to our illustrious show. Yeah. Making um, it wrong. Nobody is ever going to trust us again. True. Because of you. Well, we've had two weeks in a row. We've had two mistakes. And we've had you two had episodes. Week, yeah, and I've had, I had one the second week. That's rough. That is That's rough. That's a tough start. Yeah, so um, soon we will be hiring a fact checker. Not really. That'd be scary. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, thanks, James, for that apology. It was You're deeply welcome. owed. Thank you for sticking around, listeners. Yes. Um, and here we go for week three. Let's see if we can mess up something or get something wrong again. Yeah. At least mine wasn't necessarily a fact type of thing. Instead, what I was just, yours? I don't remember. Um, I called Taylor Swift's oh, love yeah. story Romeo and Juliet. True. I think that's actually a deeper offense due to the fact that I am such a Swifty. You are a Swifty. Yeah, true. Criminal. To be fair, though, I think everybody knew what you were talking about. Thank you. I think I think that was. I always thought that was the name of the song. Did any? That's the main name of, or the the chorus of the song. Did any of our listeners hear or catch the Shia LaBeouf fact? True. Not fact. Yeah, maybe nobody. (laughs) Nobody even. I'm curious, and if you guys hear anything like that, let us know. We, you know, or don't. We want to know who's. (laughs) Or don't. You know, that's okay too. Yeah, well, like James said, thanks for sticking around. Yeah, yeah. we're going to try to get it right this week, all the <laughs> way right. Um, something that's getting a lot of traction these days, James. Yeah. Do you want to know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about... Do you about, know what I'm talking about? Well, I know it's going around in the... It's the thing that everybody's talking... Well, not everybody, but I think for a day it was kind of everything everybody was talking about, which was the, the AI art was very popular. Yes. I remember doing the AR AI art for um like you could t- people are doing it now with like just themselves but like during the summer there was also one that you could do, you know, like a famous celebrity doing something and an AI an AI code or whatever would create art of whatever whatever you just typed in and them doing it like you could do Guy Fieri playing soccer. Oh. And it would generate the like nine pictures of him playing soccer i never even heard you of didn't that. know about that no i, I did like not. that one more because it looked more like an abstract like painting like the like the robot like a robot or whatever was trying to paint what what you described and of course a robot was like messing it up and everything so you could get glimpses of what you were looking at 
and understand what you were looking at and you could tell oh that's guy fieri okay and he's playing soccer but it didn't it wasn't perfect that's amazing the things i would have done with that i know right it was awesome i was was awesome missing out yeah you did miss out on that one um i've seen a lot of these and people's images are really cool they look like they're you know in the cosmos or in a forest do you think they're real Uh, obviously not but i'm saying like the do you think the ai art that people and the influencers are putting up there do you think we're all using the same piece of AI or do you think influencers are like influencing it in a different way? No, I think there's many apps out there right now. So people okay. are using different apps because at first um, when I caught wind of the trend, mm. I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Well, then my friend Sky did it and I was like, oh, she had some pretty funky ones and some yeah. really cool ones as well. And I was like, I want to do that. So I downloaded an app called AI Art or AI photo generator. Yeah. And mine were busted. Yeah. Busted. I saw yours. Yeah, they were messed up. Yeah. I was like, these are all way different. <laughs> these are way different than the ones that I've seen. And I found out. You know what? And I appreciate that, that you posted those. Because I can't you. imagine, like, anybody else that has any sort of, this is going to sound mean to you, but I'm not trying to be mean, like self, like insecurity issues. Because uh-huh. they were busted pictures. <laughs> like, they were busted. Oh, my eye in each one of them yeah. was, like, a little warped. Yeah. Um, you look like a snake in some of them. Yeah, and I have a slight gap tooth, and the way this AI interpreted my front mm-hmm. like gap mm-hmm. was offensive. They said, hey, you got the Grand Canyon in your teeth. Literally. Yeah. I can fit a debit card in there, a credit card. Really? Yeah. It doesn't look that big. Thank you. Standing or sitting here. I could have had it That's cosmetically modified interesting. when I was younger, and they kept telling me I needed to, but I did not. You said no. Yeah. I am my gap tooth. You know who also has a gap tooth? Michael Strahan. Yes. And Dakota Fanning. Not Dakota Fanning. Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. They're in, honestly. They're in. I mean, Strahan, he was he basically made it his brand. Yeah. The fact that he had a gap tooth. And Michael Strahan, he actually did a April Fool's joke once, similar in the same vein that Anthony Davis did, which he's mm-hmm. a basketball player and he's known for having a big unibrow. And that's kind of his brand. Uh, anyways, Michael Strahan, what he did, he did an April Fool's joke or something where he, like, fake got it fixed, his gap fixed. Oh. So it made it look like he had normal teeth. And then everybody was freaking out saying, asking him to if he could change it back, which obviously you couldn't if that was a scenario. But it was also fake. Like, so, so I'm assuming he just got it photoshopped? Yeah, he just got, like, photoshopped or something. Or I don't know what he did. He did something pretty crazy because he, he made a video. So it looked like his teeth were real. Okay. I don't know if you get like dangers or something. Yeah, I have like no when idea. you're, you could put a cap over your teeth. Yeah, it could be that, anything. That's probably and, what it was. Oh, yeah. Well, the gaps are in and gaps are in. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. I don't care what an AI generator. It's not, AI is not even real. You got that. Um, you're real. That's, yeah, I'm real. AI is not real. AI is not real. There's big fear that it's going to take over the earth, though. Or the world uh, or humans? Uh, no, I don't think so. That's it's another ter- conversation. Yeah. If you want to hear more about that, listen to the Joe Rogan and Elon Musk one yeah. podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd recommend smart. that podcast, actually. Maybe I do. I don't know. Have you ever listened to it? Um. Yeah, a couple episodes. Yeah, I've never listened to it. Yeah. Um. What I do recommend is keep listening to ours. Yeah, toss the gun. <laughs> um, so instead so- of the AI photo generation app... Um, the correct app to use to not get such busted photos, mm, okay. and I imagine it still does some busted photos, yeah. is the Lenza app, which is Lenza. has a magic avatars feature, which is what these individuals are using. I don't like this, to be honest with you. Why don't I think you it like it? Bothers it bothers me. I, I see, I see 
art as a form that should be more passed around by humans as more of a human a human ideal that we should appreciate more so than having it passed to AI. And I also think some of them kind of get into like uncanny Valley territory where it's like the uncanny Valley is in animation where you have like cartoonish animation that you could tell is super cartoonish and stuff like that. And then you have the CGI stuff where it's so well done that you could see that it's real stuff like avatar where, you know, it is, you know, the avatars aren't real or anything like that. But you can tell that it's CGI, but it's almost believable. Mm-hmm. And then there's the uncanny value, the uncanny valley, where it feels fake. And yeah. It, it shouldn't feel fake. Yeah. So these were interesting because there was different um, renditions of individuals. Mm-hmm. So the portraits could range from realistic, super sharp, yeah. sharp features, yeah. all the way to, you know, cartoon-like images that you would see in D.C. Yeah. Um, and even some that modeled after, you know, Fortnite type of pictures as well, okay. too, or animations. Yeah. And I was curious about that myself, wondering, well, how do artists feel about this? Because if it's so easy to go into an app yeah. and depict, this is what I want, because I think what they do is they write down some adjectives to describe mm-hmm. this. At least that was the one that I was using in AI photo generation. I go in there, upload like a reference photo and then type in, OK, I want it to look like this, this and this. Now mine were busted and didn't look yeah. like this, this, and this. But at the same time, too, the ones that do work, there's. I wonder if there are artists out there that are experiencing a loss in commissions just because people will reach out and say, "Hey, I want this photo artistically rendered." I hope not, yeah. because I I like to think that AI or that art has a face that's connected to it by the artist, and I think AI art is kind of reaching a more not necessarily a dangerous dangerous territory but more of a a i don't know uncomfortable territory where you can just go somewhere get this art done even though it's not done by a single person art each piece of art in my opinion that you see has its own personalization to it mm-hmm. from the artist yeah and that's what makes it unique yeah but for ai art it's the same thing for just different people the thing that's making it unique is the person that is typing in the adjectives or whatever and that's not necessarily what art should be yeah and that's not to take away from copywriting like copywriters are artists in themselves yeah they use languages and art but what these people are doing is not art now i wonder if some people would argue well the ai is the artist and that's the unique unique frame there and i'm kind of i was curious how ai art works and according to the american scientist to create ai art AI are artists write algorithms not to follow a set of rules, but to learn a specific aesthetic by analyzing thousands of images. The algorithm then tries to generate new images in adherence to the aesthetics it has learned. So, wow. So it's learning the personalizations of each artist and creating a piece of work based on the aesthetic that you're giving them. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting, too, because it's referencing thousands of images so there are lots of artistic touches in there but at the same time too it is not artistic because it is not a human hand doing it it's not human yeah yeah i think i i mean it's harmless right now i don't have a huge issue with it right now but i think like changing it to your profile picture is kind of just like why and you know and you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i think it's fun to fun to mess around with her but i don't want an ai generated art museum 
Have you seen, um, I think something that makes me laugh are the AI generated like Olive Garden commercials. Have you seen those? No, what? Um, that sounds good. They're super interesting. Let me read one to you if I can find it's one. Like a, so what, it's like a, a script that's written out or something like that? Oh, I have seen this. I know exactly what you're talking about where the AI like... They make the AI watch thousands of Olive Garden ads, and then it re it writes an ad based on what it saw. Yeah, Is that what you're talking about? yeah, okay. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Those are good. They're Wars. hilarious. <laughs> it's like breadsticks, noodles, and stuff like that. They are so funny. That's pretty good. Um, let's I like see. That. Okay, taking this from Twitter user um, who's verified blue, <laughs> Keaton oh, Patti. Um, here's an Olive Garden commercial, and I'm just going to read a small section Wait, of it. Wait, hold on. We should say this tweet, it was prefaced by the guy saying, he forced a bot, it's quote, I forced a bot to watch over a thousand hours of Olive Garden commercials and then asked it to write an Olive Garden commercial of its own. Here is the first page. Awesome. So it goes, int, <laughs> intro. Interior Olive Garden restaurant. A group of friends laugh at a dinner table. A waitress comes to deliver what could be considered food. Waitress, pasta nachos for you. We see the pasta nachos. They're warm and defeated. The menu is here. Lasagna wings with extra Italy. We see the lasagna wings. There's more Italy than necessary. I shall eat Italian citizens. Unlimited stick. We see the unlimited stick. It is infinite. It is all. Oh my God. It is infinite. It is all is very scary. Uh, leave without me. I'm home. <laughs> Gluten Classico from the kitchen. We the Gluten Classico. We believe the waitress that it is from the kitchen. We have no reason not to believe. Friend four says nothing. What is wrong, friend four? Friend four says nothing. Friend four, what is wrong, friend four? Friend four smiles wide. Her mouth is full of secret soup. <laughs> Announcer, wet voice, Olive Garden. When you're here, you're home. I am not doing that in a wet voice. That is... Wow, that's actually kind of terrifying. To be Isn't honest. that super interesting? So to see like that the AI is generating her a, mouth is full yeah, of secret an, soup. An ad, and it's stating that the friends are like, "Leave me here, I'm home." Yeah, like it's weird that they're getting that from a commercial where it's like generating, and as the Olive Garden has become this person's home because of infinite breadsticks. I think it would be so interesting if someone was to do like a um. Dis, is it a, dis, a thesis, thesis on AI um, commercials and AI like generated commercials and stuff and like kind of pulling together strings and interpreting like the underlying messages yeah. of these commercials. Um, I think that would be so cool. Um, we probably see a lot of terrifying like because we know we already know certain things with the underlying messaging for certain like advertisers mm -hmm. and company like mcdonald's their entire thing is like yellow and red because they know that it makes people hungry when they see those colors yeah and so I, i'm i can't imagine how much stuff we'd get out of that if the ai went through and combed through like o'reilly auto parts ads yeah over a thousand of them i want to do that that would be so fun it'd be interesting you know you know the one that i hate that i hate i talked about this on my podcast uh -huh. do you get any of the the burger king ads with the burger king jingle now Oh, I don't think oh so. Oh my god, they're so bad. They're I mean, they're good in the sense that they get your attention and the jingle stays in my head. If I hear it, I get them on Saturdays and Sundays all the time and it's just somebody singing like 
different things on the on the menu and it uh-huh. sticks with me for the rest of the day if I see it. It's so frustrating because I'll be watching like football or something like that or a game of some sort and my team is down by like 25 points mm-hmm. and then that stupid jingle comes on when it goes and to you commercial just want to and then cry. it's just stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Oh man, I'm going to have to listen to that. It's awful. It's so bad. So many I guarantee the listeners have heard it. I guarantee it because it's everywhere. Okay, so per James' record rec- recommendation, recommendation, I watched the commercial jingle right now, and it is it will stick with it's you. It's a jingle. It's it's a jingle. I don't know how they. That's the other thing. I wonder how they come up with the jingles to stick with people because I guarantee they do. Yeah, have it your way. That's gonna be stuck in your head now for the yeah, rest of the day. Yeah, it's I, awful. I hate it so much. It's I, grinding on the gears now. I watched it once, and there are some nuances to it that make it just it sticks with you. It makes me remember Burger King. Yeah. So rest in peace, Sheridan Burger King. Yeah. Ron, but never forgotten. <laughs> oh my God. So um I'd like to see AI write a jingle. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's a great idea, actually. Yeah. I think that would be Don't oh man, can you imagine though? And then we get into like AI generated music. Ooh. And then we all want to die. Because <laughs> we're getting AI generated music instead of actual music. What if it's better than I mean, well, there's no be. way. There's no I, way. Po- I wouldn't say it's completely impossible. If you give it like a an 808 mixer or whatever, and just say, "Hey, make whatever you want, Mister AI." Mm-hmm. I'm sure they can come out with some sort of like we'll listen to it and be like, "Oh, this is kind of a banger." I have no idea if I would want to listen to it. Again. Yeah, it'd be interesting it'd be because scary. people say that like pop music follows a certain format. Yeah, of course. So AI. Music, I mean, and then every artist has their own personality in terms of what they're making. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh God, I would hate that. Lenza AI has been charting huge on the um, Apple Store. Do you app. know if they're a publicly traded company? Whoever made them. I do not know. Because I'm um, sure they're skyrocketing up the charts. Unless they're do they have? I don't know if they have any advertisements on them or anything like that. Because if they do, I bet they're. I mean, I'm sure they're probably thinking about making them now. Because if you get an app that pops, that will. Uh, yeah. That I, would be. That's how you get a lot of money. So I. Moolah. I saw that they were um, plugging away, you know, using different SEO terms, search mm-hmm. engine optimization terms in the app store to continue ranking because a lot of people were putting out, you know, their AI apps. Yeah. And so they wanted to stay on top. Um, they saw 12.6 million global installs wow. in the first 11 days of December. 12.6 million. Is it a free? Is it a free? Uh I think there's a free trial and then you have to pay for it after three days. Um, I believe to get the photos that individuals are posting, Mm. they have to pay for them. And that's probably why mine were busted because I had a free trial on another app. But I didn't. So you think they're busting your photos on purpose? Um, No, I don't think it's on purpose. I think because Lenza uses like different technology, it must be better. Yeah, Um, Uh, yeah, you're probably right. That app was up 600% from the 1.8 million installs it saw during a similar time frame in November, which was November 20th through November 30th. Or no, no, it was before then. I was thinking of the one that I was talking about with the the Guy Fieri and his his spiked hair. Oh, yeah. Was I talking about this off the podcast? I don't remember now. Um, the no, you were talking about that here where okay. people can generate. Uh, okay. Yeah, different AI. Sorry. Yeah, and that that is comes from um a app store intelligence firm called Sensor Tower. That information That's there. That's wild. Yeah. All it takes is for five seconds of fame, and you can get twelve point five million downloads on the app store. They have to be making so much money. You'd think, but that's the other thing. They might not be making. Well, actually, yeah. If they're getting the photos, if people are paying for the photos to get them, which is also kind of 
You have to really like your photos in order. I have never thought about getting AI generated photos and buying them. I think um, so. I think it was about nine ninety nine to get these images, mm-hmm. and um, I might be incorrect about that, but it was a, a certain amount of money. I think it was that nine dollars. If it was nine dollars, they made a hundred and twenty five point a eight. Sorry, a hundred and twenty five point eight million dollars in sales. Wow! And that's you know, of course, gross. That's so not. They have, yeah, they probably have to give. I wonder if they have to give Apple a cut for that. I'm curious because I know for like Audible, like if you want to buy a book off of Audible on the App Store or something like that, I know Apple takes a decent cut out of that. So you can't just buy it straight from like if you want to buy a book off of um, Audible before, you know, while you're listening to it on your iPhone or something, they tell you to go buy it off of Amazon instead of off of the audible app because then the app takes a cut from it that makes sense so the verge says that 30 percent of standard commission on apps and and in-app purchases of digital goods and services are given to the apple store 30 percent that's a lot sales of physical products are exempt so oh okay so if you say you go buy the physical book on amazon then yeah or you go to american eagle and buy a pair of jeans on their app it's interesting so anything that's digital any sort of digital product on the App Store, they take 30% commission. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's lot. That's significant. Wow. Apple. Yeah. No they're the most valuable company on planet Earth. Yeah, that is a significant amount of money. No kidding. So are you going to do your AI no. images? I don't think so. Why not? I don't know. I just, I, don't, I have no desire to see what an AI spits out if I give it. Like, okay, so the one you're looking at right now on the computer, uh-huh. that one like freaks me out. Yeah, this, I don't like that at all. So what we're looking at is an image of a woman, and she's very glammed up. Yeah. But the striking part of this image is that it was obviously of someone, and this is an image from AI or Lenza AI, um, and it was an image of a woman, but it looks like um like an acrylic uh, rendition, and it does look truly acrylic. So a lot of renditions, like digital renditions of individuals that are done in apps, yeah. usually just have the um the strength turned up so the edges are turned up and then usually colors are changed so you can clearly see that it was just an edited photo but this looks like it was painted this looks like if a fan account on instagram remade a bratz doll from the tv show and decided to go and make it super realistic that's the immediate thing that came to my mind. Yeah. And I hate it. I hate every second of it because it freaks me out. If I saw that in the dark, if somebody was holding that up on their phone and it was dark inside my room and I didn't have any lights on, that would scare me. <laughs> I would be like, this is creepy. That is creepy. Please stop. So the one that I was using, which was not Lenza AI, yeah. it was it allowed you to add a watermark to it as well. That's weird. Like your own watermark? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. It's odd that they're just so you don't. So, okay, weird. I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. Okay, so it's they don't charge. Uh, Lenza doesn't charge $9. They charge a $4 service fee for individuals to upload okay. selfies and then get dozens of artistic images in different styles and settings. It's weird because it, it kind of leans on the, the, the weird societal change that we're having where we need everything to kind of be instant and instead of going and getting like an actual art piece done of yourself or whatever, or some sort of um, 
which was normal, you know, back in the, you know, way back in the day when, like, I'm thinking Renaissance times, when you would get your own picture kind of done that you could put up on your house or a family portrait or something like that, you'd go get that painted. But now in the world that we live in today, where everything needs to kind of be instantly done for us Mm -hmm. or something like that, especially with the invention of phones and cell phones where we can kind of do anything in our hands. Yeah. Art, I'm not surprised that this is kind of the direction that we've gone, even though I hope it's not a constant direction. I hope this is kind of a fad. Yeah, I hope it's a fad as well, too. I think um, that artists, it's really important. to Like, all- uh, like the picture you just saw, would you would you imagine yourself hanging that up in your house um, or an AI generated image of you, even though that's kind of that's very um, narcissistic? But. I would if it's not not of me. But OK, so. Thinking of something that I would hang up. Mm-hmm. If someone were to go and get a artistic rendering of my cat, Ralph. A real artistic rendering? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would hang it up. I've done that for somebody, actually. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really sweet. Like, I like, you know, there's that artistic touch. But I think the confusion here is that someone could then print this out for grandma and say, oh, I True. had this done for you. And they did, but it was done by AI. And so oh, that's where that. it blurs the lines a little yeah. bit for me. Because I think... Uh, say in a year when if this isn't or if this is a fad mm. and we're not utilizing this type of AI for art anymore, um, I would forget about it, right? True. But someone could bring the Lenza app up and then do a rendering of my cat and gift it to me. Yeah. Would I go, oh, the AI made this? I probably wouldn't. No, I don't know if you'd tell. Yeah. That's scary. I don't know if I would be able to tell now. I, I also think like a lot of the pictures are very... They're almost pristine in the way that they're done. Yeah, which is all, which is also getting into like the uncanny valley, uncanny valley part of it, mm-hmm. where they're making these images to look almost like goddess-like or god-like for whoever's taking them, whatever the eye is making them. Which mm-hmm. is also to me kind of self-righteous in a way. Yeah, where it's like the art, the artist, an artist rendition of somebody should have the flaws that you have and making the flaws. And the fact that you're putting them on paint is also a form of artistry, if you're the artist. And the AI is kind of just creating this perfectly sculpted human being out of whatever you're making the AI out of. I find it problematic. And um, some of our listeners might know I'm I'm a photographer part time Mm -hmm. as well, too. And um, when I'm retouching photos, I'll do like blemishes and whitening of teeth, just things that people don't have control over. Yeah. and, you know, not saying that people can control their weight or, no. you know, skin color, et cetera. But one of the things that I don't do is I don't modify, like, face shapes. I don't modify. Uh, there's some instances where I'll, like, enlarge an eyes if they tell mm-hmm. me, hey, I don't like how closed my eyes look. But it's just certain things because then it builds this standard of how people should look. Should look, yeah. yeah. And usually professional photos are the ones that people are sharing. Yeah. Um, the New York Times is reporting that um, some people are generating avatars with bigger breasts and slim waistlines. Awesome. Um, the app is also generating new photos of individuals at times, Whoa. too. Mm-hmm. And then some black users what? found that the app lightened their skin as well, too. That's, yeah. Which all, all of those Fair are enough. incredibly problematic. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good. Okay. Well, that's, that, leads, that goes to my point of the AI. The AI seemingly generating what it thinks is perfect human beings yeah one of my one of my favorite perfect human beings (laughs) one of my favorite uh tiktok creators her name is peach prc Mm -hmm. uh and she's a singer as well she's australian um and 
she was sharing that one of her AI generated photos were revealing her breasts. Like, wow. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. And I don't, obviously she didn't upload that image with yeah. that. It was just exposing yeah. her That's on its own. Mm-hmm. I wonder why, what sort of error in the code is, or, or not an error in the code is creating <laughs> that sort of issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Huh? That's weird. Yeah. So. AI art, weird stuff. It's not, uh, it's really not that far for me. And, like, if we're doing this, then I can see a road where we get to AI-generated music, and I, we all want to die, because that sounds awful. I would hate that. Can you imagine if an AI-generated song hit number one on the charts and it topped over, it topped, like, a weekend song? Oh, my goodness. That's the end of days for me. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> when you start to... Well, I think there's many moments like that now where you kind of are like, oh. That's true. Well, uh, Yeah, yeah, that's true. There are certain artists that get to number one, and I'm like, why? Well, not even that. It's just that there's so many moments now. I mean, even with just like this app going, mm. we've come so far, but also coming that far yeah. is not not like necessarily scary because I think there's so many benefits, but also like what is the harm to it as yeah, well true. too. You know? We've come so far, but we've also fallen so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that's always the perception of it. Even, you know, if you're looking when technology wasn't so rich in like the seventies, mm. there was a, that perception as well too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Maybe, you know what? Now I'm thinking about it. I don't know if you could a- do AI generated music because so much of like AI, like music in general, a lot of the money is made with like concerts. Oh yeah. So how would you even do that? Yeah. You know, unless you were to, um, if you were able to humanize your AI and create oh, stop, yeah, a robot and then that AI, that AI is programmed within that human appearing robot. That's terrifying. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. There's a new movie coming out with, um, a new movie. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Is it called, um, I think it's called Madison? Yeah, Ma- they, they've done, for movies, they've done plenty of these scenarios where the AI kind of forces itself to become, well, not forces itself. It, it asks the question of what's the, I don't know what the word I'm trying to, what's the human yeah. Aspect of AI. Yeah. A great movie, if yeah. you haven't seen it, that d- dives into this question a ton. Ex Machina. I have not seen that. Stunning and beautiful mu- movie that asks that question very much. Uh, Her, also a very good movie with Joaquin Phoenix in it. Mm-hmm. It asks that question as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's... I hate it. What's this movie called? Is it Megan. 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 Okay. So you were close. Megan Madison, yeah. same thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Who cares what we name it? It's a robot. No. <laughs> Speaking of movies, James, you mentioned last week uh, the Jordan Peele um, film Nope. Mm-hmm. I did watch that movie, and I found Terrible. it very interesting. I had some mixed feelings about it. Okay. Um, okay, so talk me through, because you kind of prefaced this, and I said I wanted to wait. Yeah. And you said you had issue, not issues, but you had feelings on the part with, no spoilers, with the monkey scenes. Yes. You had mixed feelings about the monkey scenes. So I enjoy the fact that you and I talked about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so he doesn't answer necessarily everything. Yeah. Um, but I think that, so my theory behind the monkey scene is, so they don't tie up all the ends on that, like explaining True. why, who, what, when, where, why. And I think that can be artistically done. You and I kind of talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but my feelings on it is that 
it symbolizes what that individual who we see later that has a disaster happen. Yeah. Um, it symbolizes um them reaching for, you know, the unknown and creating a moment out of it, yeah. similar to that. Um Jupe's character. Yeah, and you can continue you can the human urge to, you know, continue to reach for um the unattainable okay. through the extreme. Okay. So I agree with the looking or searching for the unattainable through the extreme. Yeah. I got it from or a like different fame. I got it from a different character. Oh, interesting. I got that more from the uh Antlers Holes character, the cinematographer. Uh-huh. And he, in my mind, is more of the representation of always searching. He always is looking for the impossible the shot. Yeah. The big shot. Yeah. And it even leads to him doing some um, things that affect him in mm -hmm. a bad way to get this last shot. And yeah. I got that more from his character. I would say the Jupe character and his scene with the monkey and the chimpanzee, I saw that as more of a question a moral question from jordan peele that is asking the audience of how far in the entertainment business are we and this is kind of an overarching an overarching narrative throughout the movie or a theme throughout the movie how far are we willing to go to create entertainment yeah and i think that's kind of what i'm trying to sum it up mm -hmm. i think you put it much more eloquently because that you know they couldn't reach that moment with the monkey yeah. it led to not a, a, good a stuff. Yeah. 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 And then that was reproduced. He continued to try to do that because he was putting something out, trying to receive a moment. He yeah. continued to do that, pushed it, pushed it, pushed it until he tried to recreate that moment that he was practicing yeah. with many times. And then there was something that happened. Yeah. And I think him trying to, Jupe's character, trying to kind of re. Um, recreate that scenario with the situation in the movie, the overarching situation in the movie is kind of the overall theme of the film. Yeah. And, and you have, and you have Daniel Kaluuya's character throughout the movie, OJ and his sister, uh, Emerald, who are kind of on the other side of the spectrum of that movie. Cause yeah. they, they have the horses and they're training them in a more, a humane situation they're keeping you know they're keeping tabs on the horses and stuff like that they're doing the right thing for you know entertainment purposes they're not you know they're not taking the horses past their limit and that sort of thing throughout the movie and they're not going to do anything anything that is outside the horse's comfort whereas you have on the completely opposite side of the field literally yeah jupe's character doing whatever he can to get the ultimate climax for the audience that he has yeah yeah whatever however small it may be yeah and that's kind of the that's kind of the the thing that I got out of the monkey scene was him. He saw the um, absolute worst case scenario, so I don't know. And he basically monetized it essentially. Um, and when he saw that, he figured he saw the worst of it. I guess yeah. essentially he figured he could tame whatever he could because he saw the monkey and he was able to be friends with the monkey in that scene yeah. more or less. Um, and he thought he'd more or less seen the worst of what could possibly happen in that scenario. Yeah. I thought it was, um, 
it was a very interesting film. There wasn't a point in the movie where I was bored with it. Yeah. I was continuously questioning what was happening um, and just looking, you know, forward to finding out, mm-hmm. you know, what's going to happen next? How are they going to solve this issue at this time? And I thought it was beautiful. Uh, like some scenes were really beautiful yet horrifying as yeah. well too. And I don't necessarily like scary or horror movies, but I found this one really, it was, I, it was good. It's not a typical horror movie. No. In, in the sense of what you would normally get. Like Jordan Peele does, he does horror movies, but not, I think us was probably the most horror type movie that he's done. Um, I don't think, I mean, Get Out was definitely a horror movie, but it was more, it felt more like it was trying to tell a um, a more thematic story than typical horror movies do. And Us, it's still trying to do that, but it definitely leans more into the horror aspect of films. This this movie, I don't know if it was really leaning either way. I mean, it was telling, it was definitely trying to send a message that you could kind of... Um, try to pick up and understand and then leave doors open for people to explore audiences to try to explore, which I appreciate. I think Jordan Peele probably does that better than a lot of horror directors do, do in today's age. Um, but, and I appreciated that, but I also think that there are some, he almost leaves it too open Yeah, where there are loose ends in the film that need to, I would, uh, in my opinion, need to be more tied up. Yeah, I thought it was, um, I feel the same way as well. I like the fact that, you know, Jordan Peele is, you shared this with me and I did some research afterwards, but he is notorious for leaving the viewer to Mm -hmm. answer those questions for themselves. Um, You know, I've watched other movies where I'm just completely like, well, what the heck? Why didn't you answer this question? I don't think I had any moments like that necessarily with this movie where I was like, what the heck? I Mm -hmm. did ponder kind of out loud and with others saying, what was this? You know, I, I just think it's a little less well-rounded than us or Get Out. Yeah, Not and I haven't the, watched those two. So, okay, so th- yeah, I mean, if if you watch those, and I think you'll get kind of understand more of what I'm saying. I guess um, they just feel like more of a complete story than I think Nope does. But Nope, still a very good movie. I mean, it's in my opinion, it's the worst of the big three that he's come out with, mm-hmm. but it's better than a lot of the stuff that we get in terms of um, in terms of horror films. Fun fact for you in that movie. Um, so now that you've seen it, he filmed, which is absolutely insane to me. He filmed all of those shots at night during the day. Oh, oh, you were saying this yeah. last week, weren't you? And he rendered them. And he, I, I don't know exactly how he did it, but they shot all of those scenes during the day. So it could still visually look good and it wasn't hard to see for the viewer. And he was able to render it to make it look more like it was at night. Oh, it, wow. That's crazy. striking. That's, Absolutely insane. I That's incredible. Yeah. I so thought the go. cast was good. I thought Kiki Palmer did a really great job. She was she was the standout for me in that movie. I thought she did the best, in my opinion. Yeah. She was my favorite character, for sure. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya? Daniel Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. Kaluuya, uh, Kaluuya he was great. Yeah, he did a great job. He's, with... he's a staple for, his, for Jordan Peele's movies. I don't know if he was in... I don't think he was in Us. He was in Get Out. I mean, that Get Out was essentially his breakout role. Um, and he was great in that, but he's also, he's great in this movie too. He's very, he's, Daniel Kaluuya doesn't get enough credit for being able to act without saying anything. He does a lot with his face and his, and his emotions without 
you know, using his voice. I was thinking that while watching this and I haven't discussed this with anyone yet. I'd be curious to see, you know, what how much dialogue he had in the script, because I kept thinking this guy hasn't said a lot, but I felt so much with him Mm -hmm. because even while in that first scene, this isn't a spoiler at all. But while he's presenting, you know, this Mm -hmm. is the horse doing like the The safety. He's not saying a lot, but I'm. Feeling You're getting the vibe, yeah, like literally emanating off of him. Yeah, you can really catch a vibe with that yeah. guy. Yeah, he's very, he's very underrated in my opinion. I think he deserves a lot more praise than he gets. Honestly. He, yeah, he was a really great actor in that. Yeah. Um, he was a nominee for um, a Saturn Award for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. I think this movie probably went a little bit under the radar, especially for. Um, award season and stuff like that one because it's a horror movie and horror movies never get nominated for that sort of thing um but also because i think a lot of people saw it as probably the worst of jordan peele's first two movies or first three movies but jordan peele i'll literally watch anything he makes i think he's a genius i mean uh, he he was i mean obviously key and peele is probably his most famous other than maybe get out i mean get out may probably eclipse that um but key and peele was a show that he did forever yeah with um keegan michael key that was hilarious had so many great moments in that show um and i think a lot of people now are seeing a shift to him get more serious with what he's doing and what he's creating and i think he's getting to the point where he can kind of eclipse that key and peel uh mantra or aura that he has over him and more of a serious director which is cool yeah so prior to last week you you were sharing more about um mm-hmm. nope and then um us and get out i didn't even know that jordan peele from key and peele was yeah. a director there you go and then to go and watch this movie i was the tone shift the tone shift just oh, yeah. because it was such you know Learning that in a week when you know Jordan Peele as, you know, part of Key and Peele as, you know, comedic. And, you know, there weren't like uh, knee slap or slapstick humor in in Nope. But there were times where I was like, oh, my God, that's funny. But this Mm -hmm. is horrible, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's I mean, that's the thing is he's he's always going to be a comedy writer. Yeah. Always know how to write something really funny. Yeah. The, The fact that he I mean, he's just surprising that he's able to write these really good horror pieces that have such good um, thematic messages to them that are easy to cling on to, but leave, leave a lot of open, open uh, up for open discussion, which yeah. is really cool. If you need to watch get out and us, because I think they're better. And I think um, they're even more on the side of horror that you'll get. You'll be like, Whoa, okay. This uh-huh. is, I, it's surprising to see this from the guy from Key and Peele. Like yeah. you'll get that a lot more. Yeah. And they deal with a lot of interesting topics. And I really enjoyed Nope too. Like yeah. even though I Nope's have good. some like really over, you know, or just some questions mm-hmm. that were left over from it. Um, I think that was intentional and I thought, you know, overall, like it was an incredible movie. Yeah. Um I We don't get a lot of really good alien movies to these days that are about that aren't disaster movies yeah like they're hard they're few and far between now yeah you get a lot of like in this in nope there's a lot of feelings of like you get a lot of jaws from it you get a lot of close encounters of the third kind from it like a lot of those movies you can tell he was taking inspiration from a lot of those movies signs as well you're you can tell he's taking a lot of inspiration from those movies and they i think it pans out really well there's a lot of really good callbacks to previous um, horror movies and stuff like that throughout that film yeah i thought it was really good i enjoyed it i think you're right the horror um i also appreciated um the horses in it as well too i just thought it was great 
great pictures, great cinematography. Yeah, beautiful movie. Yeah, just really well done. Yeah. So I enjoyed Shout that. Out Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. If you're listening, for whatever reason. <laughs> um, Last week, we had, I, it was either, I think it was seven listeners in France. Really? Yeah. Shout out to France. Interesting. Seven maybe, people oh, in France. Maybe it's Will's girlfriend, Jenny. She's telling oh. all her friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Jenny. Jenny, we love you. Thanks, Jenny. <laughs> um, but Fun. yeah, so just kind of interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I wonder what we said that must have tipped off the French audience. The French audience. Yeah, I'm so no curious idea. to find out. Um, maybe they love maybe they love Wednesday. So Wednesday much. Adams. That or, could be it. Maybe did you uh, did you title it the Wednesday? Like I maybe did. did. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. They're just looking up Wednesday and they Wednesday saw Adam. toss the goss. Toss the goss. Yeah, they must have enjoyed it because they downloaded it. So so cool. Um, cool. James. Is this everything? We got it all. We got it all. We fit it all in. We did it. Let's go. Um, what are you, what are you doing for Christmas? I'm hanging out with you. That's true. We're cousins. I'm going on a wedding on Friday. Going to a wedding on Friday. This Friday, but not for Christmas. Not for Christmas. To yeah. our viewers or to our listeners, Christmas is a little less than two weeks away. True. I know that's crazy. Crazy. It is pretty crazy. And for Christmas this year. I want all of our listeners to go to the app store um, or wherever you're listening to your podcast, this podcast, and give us a five-star rating. It would mean the world to us. It is how we keep up on the charts. And we also like your feedback, too. So um, wherever you're listening, make sure to give us a five-star review. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts, and that is on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, uh, Sheridan Wyoming Podcast, or PodcastWyoming.com. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. SharedMedia.com. We had a lot of listeners Wherever. on Amazon Music as well, too. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. All one right. smart speaker, too. So shout out to all of our listeners. Give us uh, a like, a rating, hopefully five stars, and give us a listen. This podcast was produced by the Sheridan Media Studios, and we will see you next week.